This is Hugh Douglas from 92.9 Game, and you listen to MTMV Sports. I don't do the most, but I do a lot. I'ma make a toast, cause we still alive. No big, I feel like Pac. I shoot the shot. I'm coming in hot. Hey, how y'all doing? This is Rick Sincere, MTNV Sports. So happy, elated, overjoyed to be joined by the crew today. Y'all know what it is, man. We do this. It's the MTNV Huddle Up, and we are all here. We're about to get into um, one of the, I, I guess, one of the craziest things that we need to talk about um, as far as just sports is concerned. Just kind of off the bat, today we'll be kind of hopping into a few different things. First off, we'll jump into the predictions. So we'll talk about the predictions for the NCAA football playoffs, right? Um, and y'all know kind of where I'm headed, but, you know, I'm, you'll be shocked to hear where, where other people are headed. All right. Uh, AJ and Ruiz, too. Or I should say Ruiz, AJ, too. And then whether or not the Lakers will win it all. And we're not talking about the uh, Pacific Conference either. All right. So let's, <laughs> let's hop into it. All right. Uh, when when the NCAA um, when their when their final standings came out, LSU was number one, Ohio mm-hmm. State number two, Clemson at number three, undefeated, undefeated for a very long time still at number three because of strength of schedule, and then in that fourth spot, the Golden Child, Destiny's own, Oklahoma, right with Jalen Hurts. I, mm-hmm. I need to ask the question: When this is all said and done? When it's all over, who takes it? Conrad, you have something spicy to say. What's up, bro? Who takes it? Oh, oh you know I do. All right, yo, shout out to everybody out there. This is Kanye Westside, the best eye for your Campus Connect crew. Well, I'm picking Oklahoma in this, guys, and here's why. I feel like Jalen Hurts has been on this tour. It's called the Revenge Tour. Now he he has slayed everybody in the Big Ten. Oh no, in the Big Twelve, and ex- with the exceptions of um, I want to say it was Iowa, um, Iowa State. I'm sorry, I I I'm starting to see this guy click and and, and win games because he wants to win games. He's not he's not playing like he wants to lose. So for him to go into that playoffs, think about it. He's been there four years now. Four years he has been in that playoffs. So All right, so look, so look, I, I say this. I, I hear what you're saying about Jalen. Honestly, bro, as an LSU fan, right, um, I really I really didn't want to face Oklahoma. Now, out of everybody, they are the, the least of the few evils. Does that make sense? Like, if you're going to have to face a team, out of the four teams that are in the top four, you want to face Oklahoma. It's just because they look vulnerable on defense. It looks like that offense sputters at times. And they look like they could be had, honestly. And every other team looks very dominant. Clemson looked dominant in their um, conference championship game. Ohio State looked dominant. LSU looked dominant. Oklahoma survived. They survived against a third-string quarterback. Now you're talking about them going against the likes of the Heisman Trophy winner and that powerful, crazy offense. It it looks – I know what you're saying, Conrad, and I understand you. It does look like he's on some type of revenge 
tour. It seems like he would be like the greatest story ever, right? The guy who was who was cast away from Alabama, the guy who was patiently waiting and professional and waiting in the midst, and he finally gets his turn. And when it's his turn, he shines on the greatest stage ever, beating the, the number one the team in the story, nation. Right? Huh? That's the best story, right? It would be the best story. I got a better one for you, though. There's a guy. There's no fairy tale in football. Oh, there are fairy tales, and here is the fairy tale that I want to tell. There was a once a guy who went to Ohio State, and he sat behind quarterbacks. And he sat there and never got his shot. He then felt that he had to leave that school because he would never get a shot to be the guy he knew he could be inside. He left yep. that school, and then he went to LSU. When he went to LSU, he had to wait again, right? Not long, but he waited just a little bit over the summer because he was still in the battle. Then he finally took over the starting job. When he did, he struggled his first year. Finally found his footing, and then they changed the offense with a guy named Joe Brady in the second year. And then all of a sudden, Joe Burrow and Joe Brady took over the entire, entire college football landscape. And now he's right there before getting the Heisman Trophy. He's going to get the Heisman Trophy and then kill kill Oklahoma, right? And then move on to win the national championship in the heart of Louisiana. That sounds like a fairy tale that was told not too long ago in the world of college football. And the quarterback's name was Baker Mayfield. We all know how that turned out. Wonderful, wonderful game, but did not turn out the way that everyone expected it to. So we've seen this story before. How it'll play out is uh, is a whole different ball of wax, though. We haven't seen the story fully play out. And I think that's the story everybody wants to see play out this year. What? Uh, that uh, Baker Mayfield loses? He already losing. Not Baker Mayfield. <laughs> Joe Burrow. Let me let me let me ask this question, Marv. How do you feel about how do you feel about this first game? Looking at Ohio State versus Clemson, who walks away winning that game? I'm gonna definitely say my boys walk away winning that game because who are man, you? I- Oh state, baby. Oh state. Because Hobbs is on a different running game. His running game is mm-hmm. incredible. I feel like he's gonna pound through Clemson's defense. Right. And um my man Chase Young is definitely gonna he definitely gonna have an answer for that quarterback, man. And my man Justin Fields, the Georgia kid, I just got a lot of faith in him. He's just gonna scramble all over that defense and they just gonna come in, knock him in the mouth and just keep it moving. And that's what I thought. He's gonna they're gonna punch him in the mouth early. To where yeah. like Clemson cannot recover. I'm with you on that one, big man. Thank you, thank you, big bro. Because I feel like it's gonna be a one sided show. Maybe they're gonna try to fight back in the second half, but it'll be a little bit too late. Mm-hmm. So I think it will be a competitive game. One quarter, second quarter. You know, all you know how it goes. First half, second half. But I just feel like, man, my boys is gonna take it. Right now, both of y'all are wrong, and here's why. <laughs> <laughs> If you look at it, <laughs> Clemson, oh Clemson has been dominant. Now they haven't had to play. They haven't had to play a lot of teams on the cal. Haven't played anybody the caliber of Ohio State. Know the facts, right? But if you look at Travis Etienne, you look at Trevor Lawrence. They have powerful, not powerful. They have phenomenal players at key positions. 
Trevor Lawrence is going to be probably when he comes out, he'll be the first pick in the draft, most likely. Yeah. Now, a lot of people are saying that maybe Justin Fields is that guy, right? A lot of people are saying that. But if you look at what's going on with, with Clemson, man, they haven't lost. Y'all, everybody's acting like Clemson has lost something. Now, they almost lost, but they have not suffered defeat yet since they won their title. This sounds like some some more fairy tale stuff. It sounds like are you are you you getting things confused? You thinking UCF when you saying Clemson? Is that that's what's going on here? I'm telling you, Clemson. Clemson has not been defeated yet. They have not been defeated, and they have a great team and a phenomenal head coach. Yes, Ohio State looks good, but there's a reason people didn't want to play Clemson, bro. LSU didn't want to have to play Clemson. Ohio State. Man, did y'all hear that coach? They was like, man, we should be number one. We should be number one. I'm telling you, man. Like, we 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 have good defense. We we play a great offense all year long. Justin Fields is a brave, brave player. He played even when hurt. We need to be number one. There's a reason. They don't want to, they don't want to see Clemson. Nobody wants to see Clemson. There's a reason for that. But y'all don't want to see O State either, man. I'm telling you right now. I see Back. what you I see what you're saying. It sounds like a lullaby, what you're saying right now, my man. Justin Yo, Fields, he's that guy. Who don't want to see? I mean, who don't want to see um Ohio State? Neither of y'all don't want to see O State. Yeah, like that is. Here's the thing. Here's what's going to happen. Why? Look, look, Rick. Listen, Rick. Listen before Why? before we get out of here. Here's what's going to happen. Ohio State is going to punch Clemson in the mouth. They're going to try to come back late in the game, but they can't come back because it's too late. Oklahoma. Oklahoma and LSU are going to do a shootout because both defenses are not going to show up because both defenses think they're, they're, they're hot stuff right now. But it's going to take Jalen Jalen Hurts taking the ball down the field and driving it, and it's going to, it's going to come down to his legs, and, and they're going to win. And what's going to happen in Ohio, in Ohio State OU game, that's when Jalen puts on a show. No, a no knock to Ohio State because uh, look, look, Justin Fields was a part of the freshman fifteen, and we love Justin Fields. But I don't think I don't think Justin Fields is ready for what Jalen's going to bring to that doggone game. So what I'm saying is, Nonsense. at the end of the day, no. What I'm saying is, at the end of the day, at the end of the day, you're going to see Oklahoma hold this trophy up, and when Oklahoma holds this trophy up. I want 20 push-ups on the man whenever I ask for them. Is that clear, Mr. You, Rick Sincere? Yo, head honcho, my we talking, brother. If we betting, if we betting, then we betting. Like, if we not betting, we not betting. But look, because I, I, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't vouch for the bet yet. Are you, are you proposing a bet, bro? Like, like the thing is, I'm so confident in this, this, this prediction because I, I, okay. We can do it. All right, but bet, put it up. Hold up. Type it in. And I want 20 if Oklahoma don't win. So it's Oklahoma versus the field? Come on. Whatever. So, look, I'm going to say this to you. O-State, we're not scared of them. I'm going to tell you why. Chase Young is probably the scariest thing on that team, and I've seen him taken out of games. But, Venora said time, so I'm going to leave it at that. All right. Talk more about it. Now, now we have to hop into this next thing. There was a fight. Over the weekend, right? <laughs> it happened really early, apparently on Saturday, because it, it started trending around like 7, 8 o'clock. Well, actually, 6, 7, 8 o'clock. It was trending. So because they had to fight overseas, it happened a little bit earlier. Voice, tell us what happened. 
Tell us w- what the fight was. Tell us what happened, and then you know, give us your opinion. The fight was the rematch and the most anticipated fight in boxing for 2019. Anthony Joshua was rematching Andy Ruiz, and I meant to say, you know, two A's, so I got that mix, mixed up. But Andy Ruiz was bringing all four belts that he just won in June doing what most people perceive to be the impossible and knocking Anthony Joshua out to give him his first professional loss. And not only was it a loss, but it was an utter destruction. The man has only been knocked down five times in his career. Four of those times were in the fight with Andy Ruiz in Madison Square Garden on June 1st. So they ran it back and AJ nearly pitched a shutout. He had all but two rounds on two judges' scorecards, and just one round went to Ruiz on the other judges' scorecard. He boxed uh, beautifully, in my estimation. Some people say that, uh, that it was a boring fight, but those are the people who are uneducated regarding the sweet science. This is not tough, man. If you want to watch Tough Man, then, then go down to your local bar and, and watch uh, two people just swing until someone falls. This is the sweet science for a reason. It's the art of hitting and not getting hit. It is taking control of the ring, ring generalship. And uh, it is making your opponent look silly by not allowing them to hit you. And he did Every single one of those things. Voice. Yes, sir. Can we be honest, though? Shouldn't mm-hmm. Joshua have won this match a lot more? Shouldn't he have won in a lot more dominant fashion? If you looked at it, Ruiz ballooned up to 283 pounds, right? And this was pre, pre-fight weight before he actually had to weigh in for real, right? So he was, he was probably bigger than that, probably like 290 during the fight. Mm-hmm. He still went 12 rounds with this man. And mm-hmm. he's supposed to be. Now, now look. If you look at it, Ruiz's hands are even faster than Joshua's. Like mm-hmm. he, he has a, he has a, like he has quicker hands, right? AJ should have dominated this fight. He was supposed to be one of the best fighters in the world prior to this fight. He should have dominated this fight. AJ lost weight for this, right? Mm-hmm. He got cut. He got trimmed. He looked like he looked like a much better. Um, he looked like a more in shape athlete. Shouldn't he have knocked out Ruiz at some point, or should he have made sure that this? 290-pound individual don't go 12 rounds with him. I just look at this fight, and you know what it tells me? It tells me one thing, outright, solid, and I don't have no questions about it. It tells me that AJ don't want to see Dante Wilder in any way, shape, or form. Okay. Well, you you, you asked a couple questions here, so let me, uh, let me make things really clear. Number one, Andy Ruiz has never been knocked out in his life, and that's over... 35 fights. So the man has a chin. He does have an amateur pedigree. He was an alternate for the Olympics. So you can't allow, which was the issue, you can't allow the exterior to fool you. The man can fight. The issue, again, yes, he did come in overweight. He did train himself. He was eating all kinds of crazy stuff. However, again, he's never been knocked out in his career so you say he's supposed to dominate the fight how much more dominant can you get than 
a, a grand total of five rounds between three different judges. That's pretty dominant. Yeah, that that that's a, a fairly dominant fight. So I I, I don't know what, what you're looking for. I'm saying put the man on the floor. Get him out of there. Don't let okay. him go 12 rounds with you. Well, Wear him out. Don't play. He played safe the entire fight. And when you have your entire career on the line and you lost by playing it a little too loose the first go round, this is exactly how you fight. No, this he was what scared, he bro. He was scared. Like, let, was, we, let's be honest. He didn't want to feel that power. He was scared. And because he was scared, he fought a safe fight, a boring fight. Yes, he did win the fight, but he was safe. And if he fights Wilder like that, he's going to get knocked out. Oh, okay. So if he boxes a supreme boxing match with Wilder, he gets knocked out. Well, Wilder knocks everyone out. So regardless of yes. how supremely they box, uh, Ortiz was boxing phenomenally against him. The only person he didn't knock out was Fury, and they're going to do it again, and we'll see. Like Wilder said, you have to be perfect 12 rounds. I only have to be perfect for two seconds. So that's a whole different scenario. That's a whole different topic. We're talking about Ruiz and Joshua, and Ruiz, Joshua did just what he was supposed to do. He knew from the first go round, and you say, "Oh, he was scared of getting knocked out." Aren't you scared of getting knocked out? Do you do you want to put yourself in a position to get separated from your conscience in front of millions of people and made look stupid? No, I don't think so. Because I'm about okay. that action, and Ruiz was about it, and he he fought an aggressive fight, so he no, was he about did that not. action. He fought no, he a cautious fight. He was plotting the whole time. He was not aggressive. He was frustrated. The whole time, he was just plotting forward. He was not setting up shots. He was just winging shots because he thought, all I got to do is just hit him one time like I did last time, and everything's going to be all right. I don't need to train. I can eat chicken and, and pizza uh, three weeks out. There's no problem. Yeah, I don't have to listen to my father or to my, my coach that got me here. You know, I, I can keep eating Snickers all the time. Why and is this your big man like voice? That. I hear your big man voice. Like, you're putting on a big man voice. Y'all hear that, First right? Off, first off, <laughs> we, know, we, don't, we don't sound like that. We, we don't sound like that. We're very, I can eat chicken right, and, and Popeyes whenever I want. <laughs> I, don't, I don't eat Popeyes whenever I want. Yo. Call it what you want. This man what, that what you talked about, about the one who you said could do whatever, man just went 12 rounds with this dude. He went 12 rounds. A lot of people predicted that he wouldn't even make it to five rounds. They thought that he would just, like, he would run out of steam. It would never make it to, to five. He uh, again, made it to we're, 12. We're talking about the sweet science versus tough man. He was putting it on Ruiz. Just killing him with the jab, catching him with the overhand right. Again, Ruiz has never been knocked out. So if you've never been knocked out and you are smashing a man with things that would wilt normal people, plus he's got the extra weight, which actually helps him with taking more blows. It don't help him to stay. <laughs> it don't help him to keep that stamina up for 12 rounds. That don't help. But you know what hey, does he, help? He, he, he kept it up while chasing AJ 
all 12 rounds. Right. That's what helps you. The, the thing that helps you to, to stay up for all 12 rounds is fighting a very cautious and scared man. If I'm fighting a cautious, scared man that I have to run after for, for 12 rounds, then I'm going to be all right because I'm not no, scared. You, you, you want to have the person who hasn't trained doing all the running because they won't be able to keep up. Uh, even with all that other stuff, I uh, give him credit for being able to continue to move forward the entire fight. Speaking of somebody moving forward right now, um, let's talk about LeBron James and his new team, man. They they're definitely moving forward right now with with the Lakers, man. Tell me, uh, tell me, Rick Sincere, how do you feel about the Lakers right now? I'm gonna be honest with you, bro. They're 12 and three right now. Um, they're the number one team in the Western Conference, and looking at them ball out, I love what I'm seeing from the Lakers, man. I love the camaraderie. If you had to have a chance to watch um LeBron James before games and during breaks, the way he's getting along with his his teammates, him, Dwight Howard, you can see them dancing right on the sidelines. They get down, they're having a good time. Him and um him and Anthony, they're having a really good time, bro. Like if you look at this team. I look at a team that that has great chemistry, and with great chemistry comes great success, especially in the NBA. Now, um, they they're number the number two team right now is the Clippers, and a lot of people think that the Clippers are better than the Lakers. If 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 it comes down to it, they think in a seven game series that the Clippers will always beat the Lakers because the Clippers have one thing the Lakers don't, um, and it's defense <laughs> a lot of great defense however if you look at the lakers bro um at one point they're leading the league in blocks because you have you have um you have anthony right he's at the he's at the goal he's blocking shots the white howard's blocking shots um javel mcgee's blocking shots you have a good defense the lakers have a good defense and lebron will still run you down and he'll still block your shot before you put it up so you have a team that plays great defense as well plus they have great offense so you look at this Lakers team, and I know that um, in some people's mind, they're favored to win the Western Conference. I think that's for a reason. They have everything that they need to make it to the next level. Everything that they need. AD, LeBron, everything that they need to make it to um, to make it to the next level. Plus, they don't have to worry about a lot of these teams at the end of the day. Now, the only problem is, the only problem I can see, I like those Dallas Mavericks. I like them. I like the Clippers. Um and you know the Rockets can get hot at any moment. I like those teams, but outside of that, I think this is the Lakers like Lakers conference. Um, and I don't think there's going to be much question about it come you know conference championship time. You, you well, didn't mention the team that you mentioned initially in that conference, which plays in that house, and they are playing to say who is the king of stables. And I'm sorry, Kawhi is the one who's been the king of Staples, plus he's been the more durable player. Yeah, they're doing great right now. Let's get to the second half. King LeBron, of hadn't, Le- LeBron has not started his uh, his low management. You know the brow is going to get hurt again. And then you start mentioning mm-hmm. all these old, decrepit players. Mr. Shackton, a fool himself, <laughs> JaVale McGee, who needs to cut that ducktail <laughs> off. From 1993, bro, you talking about the king of Yo, Staples? Bro, I'm talking you? about the king. Of, who's the king of low management right now? The king of low management is Kawhi Leonard. He's the one who invented the term. So if you're talking about oh, low no. management, oh, no, then no. it's Kawhi Leonard. No, it's Kawhi Leonard who who people are worried about with the load management. PG's gonna need some time because he's coming off injury too. So he'll need mm-hmm. some load management soon enough too. That team, I'm and- not concerned. And actually, none of that stuff you matters. Should be, because they, they haven't even gelled together 
to to show everything that they can do yet. That's, that's what, what I'm saying. That's what I'm telling you. Here's another early, early dangerous thing right now. Here's another dangerous thing right thing now. Another uh, dangerous thing. Oh, go ahead, go, go ahead, big man. Go ahead, big oh, Mark. Thanks, bro. You got it. You um, and I'm off work right now too, so I'm I'm about to go in. So <laughs> you bring up PG. He's the most fragile person. Kawhi Kawhi can't do it by himself. So my my opinion, the Lakers will take it because my opinion, AD is the best partner he has based on talent and ability. Anthony Davis is a, a nightmare. So, and they just gonna keep getting better and better and better and better, especially with Rondo coming, uh, Avery Bradley. You know it, that team's just gonna get better. LeBron's gonna make everybody around him better, like for real, for real. When has he made anybody better? When? <laughs> who, who, yes. Say that, say I that, need that. help. I need help. My name LeBron James. I'm five feet, uh, eight hundred million, uh, um, uh, uh, inches tall, and I need help. I got the whole league, but I need help. When does he make somebody better? So he's you mean to tell me he's always made players better? Name well, someone well, who's well, making better. Wait, well, listen. Like I was about to point out. Like I was about to point out. Now, one thing that I'm liking, and that's something that Kobe couldn't do with uh with Dwight the first time around. You're seeing Dwight come out with confidence now. He's happier. He's a better player now. He's a better player now that he's with LeBron. LeBron has brought that out of him. Now, not a lot of players can do that. Now, keep in mind, him and LeBron James were going at it in the East some years ago. And, and, you know, he's part of the reason why LeBron went on his journey. Now, I want you to look at it like this. What? 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 Howard? His journey, you know? His, his, journey, his, his journey from Cleveland to uh, Miami, back to Cleveland, <laughs> and now to uh, to L.A. That journey. Yeah. Wait, yeah, Dwight was... Howard is the reason LeBron went on the journey? He's part of the yeah. reason because he did. Man, if y'all uh, don't he... get out of here with that. Did, did he not keep him from going to the finals did you not in remember 2007? What and that was the Dwight year that he played. Howard is the reason that... LeBron that... went on a journey? <laughs> he yeah. said part of the reason. Part of he the reason. He ain't part of the reason. He ain't a he sliver is. of Are the reason. Are you serious? No. LeBron never made an alteration in his career. Because dominant, of he was the most dominant defender at the Howard? time. The well, you know the what? Hold on. Why are we talking about? Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I got something really important to say about Dwight Howard and all these other people. Y'all keep mentioning. This is not 2008, man. All these old broke players. Y'all keep talking about them. This is all you need. Yeah, this is 2008 when they were in their prime. Rondo broke down. Javale McGee broke down. Uh, um, uh, uh, Howard broke down. We broke. But guess what? We broke. We guess what? Boys. Boys. Big bro, real talk. I understand that these guys broke down, but the the thing is, Lamar, like, listen, 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 listen. Lamar <laughs> pointed out. Lamar pointed out. Bmar said like, yo, said like this, bro. He's making players people want to play better. on the team. See, that, He's that, making that. people want to. That's what LeBron James is doing now. I want to talk about. I want to talk about their their competition right now, and their competition is Giannis. Because they're also twenty-one and three, so Thank I'm you. looking, I'm looking for them to meet up, and that's what, I'm, and I, I, and I think that's going to be your finals. I think, I think, I think LeBron James is going to come out on top. 
Um, and I'm, I'm saying LeBron James for a reason because it's the LeBron James show at the end of the day. No, no, no. So, yeah. It's the LeBron James and AD show. Well, you know what? They, they really James up. Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. I, I want to I wanna say hey, this real quick. They will meet up in the All-Star game, and they'll have their own squads going against each other. <laughs> and LeBron might win that, but when we talk about for all the chips, totally different story. Bro, look, okay, so I'll, I'll end on this. Um, voice, I hear what you're saying. You're, you're saying that all those older guys are, are broken down, right? And and they, you know, are not the threat that they used to be, and that's so okay. Um, they're all in a role, though. They're in roles. Those guys are in roles right now. And the roles that they're in, they play those roles well. And all they need to do is play their role, because if you play your role well, you have stars that are going to get you over the hump. Stars like LeBron James, stars like Anthony Davis, and then a emerging star, hopefully, one day, possibly, maybe, eventually, Kuzma. All right. So. (laughs) I'm glad you did that. I'm glad you did that. Thank you for that, Rick. All right. Yo, that's our show for today. Um, I do want to get, I do want to hear from Venora. Venora, how you doing, ma'am? I'm great. Benor, um, I, I just I just want to ask you really quick. I'm hearing this news about Odell Beckham and him one out of Cleveland. Um, what are you hearing about that? And do you feel like um, do you feel like he'll get his wishes? I'm mean, I'm hearing he's going to teams like San Francisco, um, and other teams around the league and saying, "Come get me in the summer." Do you feel like at the end of the day, um, Odell Beckham gets his wish and gets out of Cleveland, or is that not even his wish and that's just rumors? I think two things. People need to relax when it comes to Odell Beckham Jr. Everybody's always, like, running after him, like, seeing what he's going to say next, how he feels about Baker, how he feels about splitting the, the, like, the light with Jarvis. I'm like, you guys need to relax. He's okay. <laughs> of course, he would rather be doing way better. He's, like, he put up um, 39 yards this past weekend, and that's not Odell numbers, but he's going to be okay. If he does leave Cleveland, I think um, the 49ers is the best pick for him. They're a young team. Yeah, a young quarterback that uh, that I, once again, will take back is actually doing pretty well, and he's showing, like, true promise. So if he does leave, and actually if the rumors are true, I think um, San Francisco is the best option for him. Um, put that, he, could, that. he could come down to Miami. I'm just saying. Oh Lord. oh, Lord. Miami's sorry, though. He don't want to be in Miami. You know like, what? The only thing good about Miami oh, is <laughs> on my list. All of y'all on my list. But hopefully he'll get a chance to play with <laughs> Joe Burrow because Miami is fighting for that number one pick. So, well, <laughs> anyway. <laughs> they, might, they might not get it. The Giants are fighting for it, too. They are fighting. Yo, it, I, I love the Cincinnati I love, in the league, guys. They are yeah, in the league. Oh, yeah, look, they, I, they I love the way the Giants yeah. were. The Giants were trying to win that game, and then they realized they wanted the first pick. So then they yep. just all of a sudden put in the <laughs> they went in the lost mode. They were like, "Yo, we win it. We could win." No, 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 chill, chill, chill. And then, and then hey, they lost. As like a they fan, wanted... that was heartbreaking. That was hey, heartbreaking. yo, Rick, no cap, no cap. We might, we might get to him. Yeah, y'all might get to it, bro. Andy Dalton is trying to um, trying to get the Bengals some wins, some wins. So we might and get. Not the Patriots. Not the Patriots have um, the Bengals playbook. You know? Right. <laughs> we might have taken the two of them. 
All right, y'all. So, look, that's our show this week. Thank y'all so much for joining us. Thank you so much um, for being here on a week-to-week basis. What we're doing um, is, look, every week we're putting out podcasts on MTMV Sports. You can go to Apple um, Podcasts, and you can listen to our podcast on a week-to-week basis. You can get our updates. You can also listen to us on Dash Radio every Saturday morning. You can check that out, and we can't wait to to give you more of this great content. Hey, look, we're... Um, we're on every social media platform at MTNV Sports. Go ahead and check us out there as well. And if you want to get, like, you really want to hop into these kind of conversations, hop into our Facebook group as well. All right, guys, we are out. God bless you. See y'all next week. Everybody mm-hmm. sign out. All right, everybody. Peace. Man, the voice. I don't do the most, but I do a lot. I'm going to make a toast because we still alive. No big. I feel like Pac. I shoot a shot. I'm coming in. Are you a believer who enjoys Marvel or DC comics? Do you just love a good superhero story? You do? Awesome. Then check out Waywater Entertainment's new digital comic, Legacy AD, now available on Amazon.com and the Amazon Kindle app. Get ready for a new superhero who loves and serves Jesus Christ. For more information, check out LegacyADCartoon.squarespace.com. Sports fans rejoice. You're listening to my team, my voice with MTMB Sports.